Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. I feel that uh, this gets almost like the tobacco, but that's worse with the the Facebook meta company where, you know, they're exploiting kids for using their their knowledge uh, without their without them even knowing to learn how they buy. Right. So I don't know. Well, a hundred million. is going to be directed to a very interesting project in Wisconsin. What do you think that's going to be? That's going to be internet, you know, it's, I, I, I'm, it's my home state, so uh, I, I know how horrible uh, internet can be in some areas, you know, it's very spotty in some areas. So they're going to direct $100 million into additional funding to expand the broadband internet in Wisconsin. Um, the uh, latest round, Jay Moore Tech Talk Show, where we answer questions about technology, explain the way they should work, and why they don't sometimes well good evening ladies and gentlemen this is john c morley serial entrepreneur coming at you tonight another great friendly and fun friday great to be with you marcus how are you today hey john good to be with you also yeah can you believe this we are one two we're at the third week of november that means that next week is going to be Thanksgiving. It is, John. Um, prepare to eat a lot. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know where the summer went. I don't know where September went. Yeah. When was Halloween? We were talking yeah, about this just the other day that things oh, were going to keep happening like this, right? They were just going to keep moving along, whether we're ready or not. Yeah, the world keeps turning. The world keeps turning along with the days. And, and, and you you either have to uh, keep moving or you have to get off. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> but we have a great show for you tonight, as we always do. And uh, one thing I want I want to bring up to everyone uh, is this interesting company that I was learning uh, a little bit about. Uh, they're, they're unfortunately they're, they're not in the U.S. It's called Cowie. Uh, and they actually use an old irrigation system to store electric power. How cool is that? That's very cool. So they're actually in uh, Hawaii. So Cowie's electric utility plans are to use an irrigation system dating back to around the sugar plantation days to store solar power wow. for use at night. Wow. This, this is the way to go, John. And uh, this is what sustainability is all about and uh, just – uh, making use of uh, what you know what used to work you know sometimes you know we got to go back to what used to work and i have to say something marcus you know everybody is skeptical about is this going to work but officials actually say and i quote it will provide about one quarter of cowie's energy needs and allow cowie island utility cooperative to obtain 80 percent of its power from re- renewable sources by get this 2025 that's just about four years from now Wow. That's cool. That's very cool. You know, that that's that's putting them a, ahead of the curve. I, I think a lot of other states should adopt uh, a, a lot of this uh, forward way of thinking. So the utility uh, company meets the 100 percent of the island's daylight energy demands using renewable resources. But, you know, battery limitations and lack of sunlight are forcing the cooperative to rely on 
fossil fuels during the early morning and night hours, unfortunately. So this is why we're trying to go this way. And uh, the West Cowie Energy Project is uh, going to divert water from four streams along the Kokahi Ditch irrigation system near uh, Kekaka, uh, Wyami. I'm not from Hawaii. It would restore <laughs> yeah. existing reservoirs and build new pipelines and gate structures. So two of the reservoirs uh, are at slightly different elevations, and they would be connected by a, a penstock or what they call a pipe. The solar power plant would then pump water up the penstock during the daytime, and the water would then flow down the penstock to generate energy at night and in the early morning. Pretty cool, if you ask me. That is. I, I think another interesting question that a lot of audience might be wondering, John, and I, I'm quite wondering, will the locals save money on their bills now? So here's the interesting thing, and I want to quote them. It says, when cranking at full capacity, it will have enough to power and energize 18,000 homes on their island. But as far as prices coming down, you know, I don't know if they're going to pass that savings along to the customer. I would hope they are, but they don't talk about anything about that. I mean, the fact that they're going to be able to do this, it's surely going to lower their costs. I would at right. least say they're probably not going to raise costs. I've never known utility companies to lower costs. No. But one thing that I did learn, and I quote, on the environmental side, it would be reducing our fossil fuel usage by 8 million gallons a year and reducing our greenhouse gas emissions by 80,000 tons of CO2 per year. Wow. Yeah. Well, there's some benefits somewhere. You know, um, you, you only wish it can be in the in the pocketbook. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, you know, one um, resident from... Um, Hawaii there, uh, said, what happens if the Waimi uh, River levels were to drop in the future? And uh, they said that the State Commission on Water Resources decides how much water utility may divert from the streams, and the utility would abide by these decisions. So they're not, you know, autonomous. They have to uh, basically play along with a governing body, which I think is great. So they're definitely right. not going to deplete uh, the world's precious resources. So I think that's a, a good thing. And the project site is on lands owned and managed, get this, by the State Department of Land and Natural Resources. You knew that was coming. They right. they don't own they don't own their own system basically. So I think what we're gonna see is that it's gonna be saving the government money. So it saves the government money, I would think it would lower your taxes. I can't say that for for certain, but I would say there's probably a good probability of that, right? Yeah, at some point down the line, and with this uh, uh, coming very fast, I, it should it should curve the tax, uh, you know, that tax gap that you that you see that like you know really push it down on the middle class, you know. Uh, yeah, 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 somewhere down the line. So I, I hope so, John. You know, um, that is the prayer. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I, I think it's great. I think more companies, Marcus, need to be doing stuff like this. Yeah, and this is a good example of the government playing nice with private companies. Yeah, I, I don't know why. Uh, I guess I know why, because they feel that they're not really going to be, um, how can I say, uh, compensated. So they don't want to put extra work in if they feel that it's not going to do anything for them. Right. I mean, that makes sense. But uh, speaking about our friends at Uber, we've all taken one of these Ubers or Lyfts. Um, and something new uh, this week, the U.S. is suing Uber. 
quote, saying weight fees discriminate against the disabled. Oh, mm. come on. This is this is nuts. <laughs> I mean, that's not really their fault if they're busy. So the federal government is suing Uber, saying it discriminates against the sale deal by charging fees when drivers have to wait for passengers to board their vehicles. Wow. Yeah. So this brand new, I don't know what you want to call it, um, wait time fee structure uh, kicks in two minutes after a driver arrives. And they're charged until the car begins its trip. Hmm. <laughs> uh, that's just unbelievable. Now that this this uh, uh, Uber had added the fees in a few cities in April in 2016, uh, and then eventually, you know, they spread nationwide. But in the lawsuit that was filed uh, just recently in the district court in Northern California, the Justice Department says Uber is violating the Americans with Disabilities Act or the ADA for failing to modify its fees for those who may need extra time to get into an Uber car. All right, I, I understand the fact that you need a little bit of time. I get that. But you shouldn't be penalizing them if the car is not there. You know what I'm saying? Right. I do get that we should allow them, uh, you know, maybe an extra 10 or 15 minutes so they can comfortably get in the car when normally I think they give you five minutes and then they either take off or they charge you. Right. So the lawsuit alleges that Uber charged the fees even when it was aware that the delay was disability-based. Mm. That's the problem. Yeah. Uber said, and I quote, it has been in active discussions with the Justice Department and was surprised and disappointed by the lawsuit. They further go on to say, and I quote, wait time fees are charged to all riders to compensate drivers after the two minutes of waiting, but were never intended for riders who are ready at their designated pickup location but need more time to get into the car. All right. This is just like a he said, she said type of thing. Yeah, it is. Um, and this is going to be kind of, it's, it's really hard, kind of hard to really, you know, uh, decipher these things because when you, when you consider like when a car arrive and, you know, what if, you know, what if the car is obstructing traffic, you know, what do you do in these situations? Exactly. And, and the San Francisco based, uh, company uber uh, wait time fee charge to riders is less they said than 60 cents and i quote we fundamentally disagree that our policies violate the ada and will keep improving our product to support everyone's ability to easily move around their communities close quote hmm it sounds like it's an issue of training staff and Basically, having to pay some monetary damages for improperly managing their fee structure in the past because it does seem like they're guilty uh, because of the way they were charging. Um, you know, I, I think the lawsuit, the way that the title reads, is a little confusing because it says, you know, discriminate against disabled. So I don't know. So basically, the problem is, is they're charging weight fees and the disabled person is it supposed to pay them? Maybe what they should be doing, Marcus, is when you register, if you're a, a verified ADA person mm -hmm. and they can verify that uh, with the ADA, you log into the ADA website, it links back to their system or their app or their website. And then whenever you make a reservation, 
it basically knows that you're disabled and won't charge those fees. That's a that's a brilliant idea. I, you know, that would that would definitely, you know, get rid of all of this this muckery. Yeah, that's not but, but I right think now. I think the bottom line though, Marcus, is I think it's an intentional money game. I don't think they want to fix it. No, of course not. You know, why why wouldn't you if you, if you benefiting off of it? You know, and I, certainly the, the drivers wouldn't want to see this, uh, be hit with, uh, with with the loss of that. I don't know. I, I feel that uh, this gets almost like the debacle, but that's worse with the the Facebook Meta company, where you know they're exploiting kids for using their their knowledge uh, without their without them even knowing to learn how they buy. Right. So I don't know. Well, a hundred million. It's going to be directed to a very interesting project in Wisconsin. What do you think that's going to be? It's going to be internet. You know, it's, I, I'm, I'm, it's my home state, so uh, I, I know how horrible uh, internet can be in some areas. You know, it's very spotty in some areas. So they're going to direct $100 million into additional funding to expand the broadband internet in Wisconsin. Um, the uh, latest rounds of the grants are going to come out between 2021 and 2023 um, in the uh, the budget signed by the governor. And uh, Tony Evers in July uh, provided $129 million over the biennium for expanding high-speed uh, broadband internet to unserved or undeserved um, areas of the state. So that's pretty interesting. The uh, I want to quote here, the FCC speed test app is actually going to be able to test uh, the standards and they may actually be making mandates in the future on whether that app is going to be able to provide the minimum specifications. But, you know, they don't really tell you what the minimum specifications are, because now we're talking about school, work, home, uh, running a business at home. Um Broadband is essential to families communicating, staying in touch. Um, you don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Getting information such about pandemics and yeah. other important news. So the state's been working for a long time to expand this uh, during the COVID-19 pandemic. This kind of like kicked everything off. And so now um, the State Public Service Commission recently was awarded $100 million in the funding of the $1.9 trillion of the COVID-19 relief under the uh, ARPA or the American Rescue Plan Act. Uh, the PSC received 242 applications that requested more than $440 million for internet expansion, um, and Wisconsin's public radio reported these numbers. So uh, interesting. Uh, again, we're not going to see benefits of this right away. But uh, the one thing, knowing that they're going to use grant money 
to help, I think is a great thing because um, at the end of the day, everybody's paying for this. It's coming out of your taxpayer dollars. So right. why not do something that's going to help our citizens and businesses? Yeah, it's, a, it's about time, you know, that that these funds get directed where it needs to be going, going to, and and we we're, we way past the dial-up stages now. You know? <laughs> exactly, and you know, we talk about Google all the time, and we always say yeah. that Google can't be touched because they're worth so many dollars. Yeah. Um, well, Google loses. Their appeal of a huge uh, EU fine over shopping searches. It appears that they might be, I don't know, tainting the search results <laughs> with places that may be directly benefiting their back pockets. Companies that they have deals with and even some of their own shopping places has been defined as illegal advantages uh, per information found out from the Google shopping recommendation sites. Well, you know, once again, we got to call you Prophet John. You know, you foresaw this, and <laughs> and the EU court, you know, they're they're pretty tough. They, they, they you know, when it yeah, comes the European to court is very tough. Yeah, I wish our, our U.S. court was that tough, but they are they are extremely tough. And I feel that I'm hoping one thing comes out of this, Marcus, and that is that these people realize the big companies that hey. You can't do this stuff. I'm talking about the Facebooks. I'm talking about the Yahoos. Well, we haven't heard too much from Yahoo. They've been kind of like a very quiet child. We haven't really heard yeah, from been, Yahoo. Yeah, they've been trying to be the good child uh, at all of this. And <laughs> I don't know what their plans are, but anybody that's that too quiet, I always say you got to watch this. You got to watch the quiet kid because usually they're up to something. Yeah, they're pretty sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> so I, 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 I wouldn't doubt that we're probably going to hear yahoo in the news next year because uh they're probably planning a strategy and hoping they don't get caught that's my feeling <laughs> yeah so google you are not um impervious to uh fines even though you guys have a few dollars you still can't do things wrong like unethical business right so it's gonna be uh interesting to see what happens so we'll just have to We'll have to keep an eye on on that, Marcus. I don't know, um, you know, what what they were thinking, but I, I think they figured that they could get away for it, you know. Definitely. So we'll have to just we'll have to wait, and we'll we'll see what see see what that you know see what that does, and uh, is that going to help other people, or is it going to cause uh, more people to create problems, you know? Exactly. Well, the NTSB, uh, and I love to throw acronyms, but let me tell you who they are. They're a government agency. They're the National Transportation and Safety Board, now that you know um, you know who they are. And they're out of Washington, D.C., in case you didn't know. Well, the NTSB is starting to use video and high-resolution photos in a probe of a sunken boat. Mm. Yeah, so the investigators are trying to conclude – why a commercial fishing boat sank off of Massachusetts about a year ago. And they're using some high uh, speed and some pretty uh, interesting gadgets uh, to um, decipher what went on. And so uh, as they try to learn what happened, um, these types of gadgets they're hoping will give them a bird's eye view into things that might not have even been possible. 
Uh, the 82 foot, or for those of you that are in Europe, 25 meter, uh, in Portland, Maine, base uh, Emmy Rose went down early November 23. And um, as it was heading to port after a seven day fishing trip, the NTSB said in a statement, and I quote, Authorities have previously said it was heading to Gloucester, Massachusetts. So the Emmy Rose was located in May in an upright position with its outriggers deployed in about 800 feet of water on the seafloor about 25 miles off of Provincetown, Massachusetts. Huh. Interesting to see what happened. You know, uh, this also leads me to something else that happened, you know, and, and I'm wondering the the Tesla, as much as I love the car, they had an accident that just happened not so long ago. I'm not sure if you heard. And yeah. uh, I don't know if that accident was the driver's fault. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or was it the computer? Yeah, that's a very interesting question. And so this was a Tesla Model 3. It was traveling up to 90 miles per hour before the fatal crash in Florida. Uh, the NTSB is also investigating this, in case you were wondering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know. Um, the thing I'm concerned about is, did they use the autopilot system or was the person driving it? And no one's really seeing anything. No. Yeah, it, when you talk about Tesla being involved, I, I can imagine that no one's going to say too much until like the full investigation is done. But what we usually find out is sometimes there's problems. But my big concern is that if it's a safety issue, then does that mean they have to recall cars? Or can we trace this down? Because it was a kid that was driving it. Mm -hmm. And... I have to believe that he was probably heavy on the pedal because why would the car in Florida be going 90 miles an hour? Exactly. I mean, I wonder something. It wouldn't be a violation of, of our private rights, but can we actually break a car? We could and prevent it so that it would not operate above the maximum. So let's say the speed limit was 65. We would not let it to go above 68 miles per hour. So the car could actually be speed intelligent. There'd be no more speeding tickets. Yeah, I mean, we already got sensors, like, um, you know, uh, for example, on the BMW, you know, um, it has sensors that let us know, that, like, hey, you, you're already above, like, the limit here to stop. <laughs> You know, right. But is a warning enough, Marcus, or do we actually need to intervene? I know like even on my on my MDX when I drive and, you know, sometimes the car because there's what they call warrant. It was a braking, which is what they call passive braking, where it right. just alerts you. Then I have active braking. Now, a lot of times the car will break. I'm like, why is it breaking? Because it thinks the car is too close, like in the rain that'll happen and it just yeah. breaks. So um, I don't know. I feel that's something that has to be discovered. I know that maybe there's an option that if you buy a car with that feature, maybe you'll get a discount. Yeah, discount or maybe some tax breaks somewhere. 
Because why would you want to buy a car unless you're on the Autobahn or the Eric Estrada? Um, and, I, and I can't see it being too safe. So you know, people don't realize, Marcus, is that when you have a car, whether it's a Ferrari, an MDX, a Porsche, a, um, a BMW, Audi, whatever it is, or some other uh, Italian uh, Lamborghini, the car is designed to go fast. But when the car goes fast, it's still not designed to slow down fast. No. So that's a problem in physics. So if you understand that, then why would you be wanting to push a car that could potentially cause a challenge to you or your loved ones? Yeah, there's definitely something that's not operating right in the frontal part of the brain uh, to <laughs> come to that logical decision. <laughs> I don't think there's any logical anything in the brain. I think the brain probably took a holiday. <laughs> yeah, it went absent. It went on vacation. So. <laughs> Just. so we'll have to see, but it's good to hear about the NTSB. I haven't heard a lot about the NTSB before. I don't know about you, but I've been hearing a lot about them lately. Yeah, they've been intervening a lot, you know, and doing a lot of investigations lately. So, yeah, because there's a lot of crazy things going on in transportation. Speak about speaking about transportation and crazy things going along, and yeah. and talking about you know safety because I think that's everyone's concern. You know, one of one of my uh, things that I do, and I, and and we don't really talk uh, politics or religion on the show, but uh, I I do I do uh, have a religious background and 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 I believe in it, and you know I'm always very grateful. Um, for, you know, getting in my car and being able to get somewhere safely. Uh, that's something I, I, I'm always about. And uh, I just feel that if, you know, you can just take that five minutes and as our state always says, you know, um, you know, you've got to plan ahead and arrive alive. Mm -hmm. And I feel that there's really no reason to speed. No reason. If you could just plan a little bit ahead and know what could happen, you know, you really could avoid that. But like I said, speaking about safety, we all know that one of the leading causes of, of uh, car accidents um, is drunk drivers. Right. Texting and drunk drivers, right? Those are probably the two, two biggest. And, um, well, a couple of reasons. Texting because it distracts you from, you know, the roadway. And drunk driving because it actually impairs your abilities to respond. Uh, and I, I want to talk about two things. One, I think they're on the right track to have a vehicle, um, you know, that needs to be safe. So they're in putting forth a new mandate. This mandate will force auto manufacturers to install modern devices to prevent, get this, Marcus, Drunk driving. Oh, yeah. That's a big one. So does that mean we're going to be taking a breathalyzer before we start the car? Now, this isn't – this is to everybody now. This isn't penalizing everybody. This is going to be everybody's going to do this. Yeah, you know, when we talk about, like, lives on the line, you know, and, uh, and, and driving is still yet a privilege. You know, I, I don't think – this this is I think we can still compare this to firearms in, in, certain, okay. in a certain matter. You know, you, you can have one. You got the freedom to get one. But, you know, it's it's the choices you make uh, when you have them. Uh, so I think cars is in that same category. I, I have no problem doing it. 
My only concern, Marcus, is are they grabbing more data than just the air sample? You see, this these are my concerns. Uh, if it's just you know grabbing your air and 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 analyzing it and just seeing if it's safe to to run the car, I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem with that information now being transposed or transmitted somewhere. Right. So if somebody was drunk, hypothetically, and they can't drive their car, fine. We don't need to publicize that. It should right. be enough that the car doesn't start to let them know, hey, they got to lay off the bottle. We don't need to send that to Big Brother or to the insurance company. Oh, we see you tried to start the car three times and you were drunk. Oh, we're charging you an extra $50 a month. Or huh? See, that's what I'm sensing could happen. Yeah, or, or you get a bunch of third-party ads from all these liquor companies. <laughs> so. exactly, exactly. But yeah. the biggest challenge, Marcus, I believe, is that. So I think what will probably happen is before you start the car, uh, and I'm just speculating, there's either going to be similar to a breathalyzer. You're basically right. going to grab a, 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 a pipe or something. Uh, but then this causes another issue. You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Because if you have multiple people driving your car, the family stuff, you don't like what you want to have different mouthpieces. So how does that work? Now, I don't know if it's just going to be something that is maybe mounted in the steering wheel. And maybe if your mouth is close, they can pick up a certain amount of, of uh, liquor. Mm-hmm. Because I can't see they're going to make somebody put something in their mouth every time you start the car. Right. Yeah. I think it's got to be a lot more advanced and uh, evolved than that. So I yeah, don't know. Yeah. You know, I, th- th- that that's what I'm that's what I'm feeling. I, I think it's definitely a great move. But yeah. um, I don't yeah, know. They, they don't want to roll it out irresponsibly and, um, you know, and not fully thought out, you know, um, like some things they have rolled out. <laughs> so. so they're doing it to improve auto safety as well. Uh, in the one trillion infrastructure package that's part of the Joe Biden uh, um, uh, piece that's up, which he's supposed to sign very soon. And it looks like he's probably going to sign that. But with this $1 million, they're saying that under the new legislation, monitoring systems to stop intoxicated drivers would roll out in all new vehicles as early as 2026. So if you just got your car and you're getting a car in four years, well, you're going to beat it (laughs) or three years. But your next one, you're not going to avoid it. And um, after the transportation department assesses the best form of technology to install in millions of vehicles, automakers will be given the time to comply. So it's actually um, 
the transportation department that's making the call. That's interesting. Yeah. So they're not even leaving it up to auto manufacturers. They're going to set a standard. So they have allotted $17 billion allocating to road safety programs and the biggest increase in such funding in decades, according to the NO Center for Transportation. So I think we're doing it because, there's, let's face it, there's a lot of accidents. It is. Uh, whether we're talking about MAD, Mothers Against Drunk Driving, Dad, Drivers, Tads Against Drunk Driving. Um, a lot of parents think this is a great idea. And it will eliminate, they're saying the number one killer on America's roads. But the thing is, is drunk driving the number one or is it texting? I bet they come pretty close. Yeah, they, they, they got to be neck and neck with each other. So does that mean, does that mean, right, that when you're in the car, that your phone will not allow text? Now, they're already making it hard for people to do that. But does that mean that the phone will physically not be able to text if it senses it's in a vehicle? And you're driving. I think we're getting there. Yeah, that, that, that should be the next step here. You know, um, and I think, you know, I think that's going to be somewhere on the dock at some, at some point. And uh, maybe, it, you know, instead of it, like, you know, um, uh, it's going to lock your phone and maybe send send Bluetooth signal. And, and then it's and then a voice, you know. Uh, yeah, basically what, what, I'm, what I'm thinking is yeah. you're getting in the car and if it senses you're a driver, um and there's lots of ways they can do that. If, if your phone is linked and you're the driver, it's usually that phone. Um, and if you are, you know, basically driving the car and the phone is so close to you, uh, it's basically going to stop the ability to send and receive texts. It won't even be an option. And a lot of the convicted drunken drivers use a breathalyzer device. Now, yeah. uh, it's attached to the ignition interlock, and you blow into a tube and uh, disables the vehicle if their blood alcohol level is too high. Right. Uh, legislation doesn't supply the technology, only that it must passively monitor the performance of a driver of a motor vehicle to accurately identify whether that driver may be impaired. So the key here is passive. Right. I'm thinking this is going to be more active. You know? And so uh, it's been installed in General Motors, BMW, Nissan, many other vehicles. Okay? Um, the, the cameras make sure that a driver is watching the road uh, and looking for signs of drowsiness. That's also being um, put in there. I think the next thing is that if somebody uh, is getting in the car and they're not apt enough, maybe they have to take a few simple tests, nothing hard. If they're not apt enough to solve those problems quickly, I don't think it should allow them to drive because I think another big problem is people too tired to drive. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, that's that's another another one. Um, so most automakers, uh, had already agreed to make automatic emergency braking standard equipment. We already know that as of, uh, some bills last year. So we're starting to see more and more of this stuff in there. I mean, I know the automatic braking is something that I had to pay extra in my cars, but it's nice that that's going to become standard equipment. Right. And even things like BSD blind sight, uh, detection, that's an option today. 
It is. Yeah, yeah it really is. shouldn't be an option. Yeah, I think this is the only way to, you know, um, you know, if people want to be the one in control of the wheel and, you know, um, be, before autonomous vehicles, um, you know, uh, master, <laughs> master the road. I think this is what this, I think this is the way. I think it's a good, I think it's a good idea, Marcus, as long as our data doesn't get sent to a third party. Right. You know, that, that, that's the, um, that's, that's the thing. And, you know, technically, um, the cars that are supposed to be, you know, they use the breathalyzer. If somebody else were to take the breathalyzer test, the car would run. So, It's not 100% foolproof, which is why I believe that almost like a sensor needs to be in the car, something that's right. basically uh, maybe it's 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 down, maybe it's in the windshield so they can kind of grab air. Mm -hmm. And again, it's going to kind of be tricky because, you know, you're going to get a different alcohol rate because you're getting a lot of air in between. But right. I think that would be great that the system maybe takes an air sample maybe like every 20 minutes or something. Yeah. And it, and uh, but remember, the, the thing I think they're really concerned about is probably just starting the vehicle. Right. So once the vehicle starts, um, I don't know, it could be something as simple as taking your uh, visor down. Uh, I'm just not crazy about putting something in your mouth. So I, I'd be interested to see what they're what they're going to do for that. So we'll have to just we'll, we'll have to just you know kind of see. Uh, but you know we want to take a, a special uh, thank you to TaskRabbit today uh, for being a sponsor. I know um, one of my personal um, situations a while back. I had a desk, and uh, the store that I bought it from couldn't get me an installer. Like they were just too busy, and so I'm like, this is crazy. And so I know I went online, I Googled, and I had found TaskRabbit, never heard about them before. I still give them a try. Um, got a few offers. The next day, the guy came, and he actually put the desk and table together um, less than what the store was going to charge me. I wound up getting a refund from the store because they couldn't come out. So great little service, and uh, they do a lot of things around the home and the office. They can do some shopping for you. They can help put things together. So uh, lots of great things um, that they can do. And if you click on the special link that we're going to provide you after the show, you're going to get $10 back as a first-time customer. That's awesome. <laughs> it's really awesome. But, you know, Marcus, when, when we think about, you know, technology and where things are going, I think it's a, it's, it's a moving target, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I think the reason for that is because people are – so, I guess, into everything. But when we talk about emerging technologies, the biggest thing I see is, you know, how can somebody sell something and make the most amount of money? It's not always about doing what's right for the consumer or the business owner. All right. I call those box pushers. Yeah. You know, how many boxes can we push and, and put money in our pockets? Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> and, you know, all these things happening out there, you know, whether we're talking about uh, these new monitoring devices or we're talking about, you know, stores or, uh, you know, now they have a robot, which I think is very interesting. Did you, you want to see this one? There is a robot now 
that gives uh, needle-free injections. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know about it either. Um, how would they do it without a needle? That that That's an interesting thing because... I'm wondering how the robot does that, and and is that is that painful? Um, it, it basically um, is an interesting little thing, and uh, the the device uh, is supposed to be. They say it's supposed to be very painless. Hmm. You know that that that's what they say, and it's basically like a little arm you probably see at a doctor's office or a dentist's office, right? And. Um, it, the 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 uh, software that they use determines the optimal injection site. Then its robot arm uh, applies a high pressure jet of serum without a needle. Sounds kind of scary to me, John. I don't know. Well, if you think about it for a moment, you know, a needle going in, we get that right. But a high right. thing of serum, I don't know. I, I feel that you're gonna somehow feel that yeah you know most needles are not bad no and so they're saying that this could be part of a of a mandate that certain places that people aren't vaccinated they would need to either get vaccinated or they'd have to be vaccinated by this robot see i don't like stuff like that no. i think that's getting a little too woo woo <laughs> yeah you know yeah, that's, that's, that's not like some strap you down and no you know, it's, just... it's not it's not like that <laughs> Uh, the kid that they actually show, uh, he's actually a teenager. Uh, he shows his, his sleeve rolled up, and they have this machine. He stands next to it, and there's nothing holding him there or anything like that. He just yeah. stands there still, and it actually does a scan. And then within about 10 seconds, it gives the injection, which is actually a high-speed serum. Interesting. Um, so... Kobe is a robot, uh, which which dramatically reduces the infrastructure requirements of vaccine clinics, so it could help populations in remote areas, other parts of the country. How would you get the robot there? That's my question. Right. Remember, you got to give it power. So the the Kobeanics in 2019, joined by a common vision, was shared to help people get vaccinated. Uh, the robot could help with shortages and lots of other problems. Um, they uh, targeted healthcare and hospitality, and they had a different version of it. It was more of like the Boston robot. You remember Boston Dynamics? Mm -hmm. Well, their robot was the first one uh, to do it, and then they came out with one that was more like something you'd see in a lab. Oh, wow. I mean, it's funny. The thing that would actually be almost killing somebody in the world is actually the same thing that's going to be giving you um, – Injection. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it's just, I think technology is great, but you've heard me say this before, Marcus. Technology can be used for good or bad. It's yeah. not whether technology, the device is good. It's how we choose to use just like a weapon, right? A weapon can be used for good or it could be used for bad. That's true. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. And, you know, uh, I think one of the biggest things affecting people today is, one, their privacy. And the second thing, I believe, is do we know with what we're doing, is it effective? Right. Right? Right. 
It's almost like that issue we talked about with the IV machines having problems uh, months ago where they could potentially get hacked. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. So, I don't know. But, you know, while you're probably worrying about all these things, I'm sure you have your challenges like, you know, maybe wanting to go grocery shopping or maybe uh, get documents delivered or maybe you need help moving your apartment or your home or maybe you need somebody to come over and rake some leaves, uh, water your flower beds, uh, pick up the dry cleaning for you, uh, schedule meetings, take calls, or maybe you just want somebody to wait in line for you. That's a real catch, right? There's going to be a special price. Well, you can go to taskrabbit.com. We have a special link for you and you can actually get $10 off and you'll be able to buy that special toy uh, for your son or daughter for Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, or a plethora of other holidays. And you're going to be able to spend quality time with your family while you pay somebody to wait in line and get the exact items that your family wants. Tell me that's not cool. Hey, that's, that's beyond cool, John. I love it. So definitely click on the link after the show. Uh, and uh, get your $10 off and start browsing because you not only just go there and actually sign up, you get to pick who you're working with. It's not like, you know, you go there and you put your email address in and you sign up. No, and they have an app. You actually get to pick who you're working with. You get offers from people. That's pretty cool. You can read their bios. Yeah, you can't beat that. It's one honey of a deal. I love it. <laughs> I'd love somebody to wait in line for me. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you're trying to get that, what is it, the Cabbage Patch dollar? What, what, what is the craze? What is the what is the what is the craze toy this year? Yeah, I mean, they got a couple of things out there, you know, even the PlayStation, PlayStation 5, you know. PlayStation 5. So I guess you better get in line with it right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I found with some of these things, you gotta get in line a day or two before. Yeah. Um just because the line is so long. So if you value your time and want to spend more of it with your family, then why don't you hike on over to our link that we'll share with you at the end of the show. Now, when we think about technology in 2021 uh, or 2022, people say to me, John, you know, where is technology going in 2022? And, you know, that's an amazing question. Where is tech tech? Where, where, if I had to ask you the question, where is technology going in 2022? And a lot of people say, well, gee, the, for the pandemic to be over. Oh, yeah, I, I hear you. <laughs> uh, but there are some other things that, that, that we're concerned about. I'm sure everyone knows. One is artificial intelligence. You've heard me talk about that. That's going to become more of a center stage player, just like we learned about with this robot. They're using artificial intelligence to learn the optimal spot of where to give the non-injection, which is a powered stream. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, that that's one area that that's probably very, very big. And we're going to start to see everything as a service and the no code revolution. So that means that you don't put a license code in anymore. You just rent it as a service. You need it for a month. Great. You need it for five months. Great. You need it for a year. You need to scale. Great. Just go ahead and put in uh, uh, another user or remove them. And uh, they either 
accrete your bill or decrease your bill. We're going to start to see more indigenization, datification, and virtualization. Those are some mouth words, aren't they? Yeah, it is. So datification is basically using the, I'm going to call it marketing, from people's uh, electronic and social behavior of searching digital websites, using digital media, or even purchasing in the stores, and then using that information to figure out how to target people. Facebook's already been doing this. Now Meta, actually. But I'm st I still think of them as Facebook. And transparency, governance, and accountability are going to become very key, especially as we get more into artificial intelligence, uh, more of that black box. We can't see inside it, but there still has to be an accountable partner of it. Right. We're going to start developing something called the Internet of Senses. We knew this was coming. And this is more toward the virtual reality world. I mean, this is kind of where things are going. We've heard before sustainable energy solutions. That's going to become very big. Uh, the IEA or the International Energy Agency estimates that 40% of more renewable energy, re renewable energy will be generated and used during the 2020 compared to the previous years. And the forecast to the growth will continue out through 2022. So 2022 is going to be I think a big boost of where sustainable energy, it's going to be like that new buzzword that if you don't say sustainable energy, well, then maybe it might not be interesting, but that's going to be the word that all these big fortune companies are going to want to be hearing sustainable energy, sustainable energy, green energy, best energy, uh, top green ways, wind energy, high efficiency, right? Solar. Right. We're already learning that we're trying to, figure out how do we take energy and packetize it so it's ready for us later on. We're going to start to see more of the hybrid type work environments and more solutions for those so that somebody can work from home, work from the office, and have the ability to do that in not so much of a managed way and have more solutions that are going to, if you will, kind of watchdog what's going on with them. And every department, as we go through 2022 and beyond, is going to become more interdependent on a specific role they're going to play. And it's going to be more defined. Hybrid is going to become a more a specific standard, and that's going to even be defined. Right. Um, we're going to be focused more on the employee experiment, experience. Um, customer experience is going to be very high. But I think it really comes down to Figuring out, Marcus, how do we work smarter and not harder in 2022? And how do we figure out how to siphon through all these millions of bits and petabytes of data, okay, in a way that is going to give our life meaning? Because let's face it, we could spend hours on the, on the internet, say, what happened to my day? I was on the internet all day. Right. So I talked about this the other day, and there's something called um, burning the candle at both ends. I'm sure you've heard that phrase before. Yeah. So when you do that, that basically means that you're spreading yourself too thin. And this came from the 1700s, believe it or not, Marcus. And mm -hmm. I didn't know this when I was researching it. And it's because of one thing. Back then, they didn't have electricity. They had candles. Yeah. So if you were to take a candle and burn it at both ends, which was one of their most expensive items, you'd be considered a fool, somebody who wastes their money. 
Exactly. Now, you do get two lights at one time, but it burns twice as fast. So you're like wasting money. And so that's why people say, you know, don't burn the candle at both ends, because if you burn the candle at both ends, you will find that you're actually going to burn out. And I, I have a great live cache. You can catch it on, on LinkedIn. I did the other night that when you do this, you know if you're doing it because every day you feel like you're just blipping through the day like, I got up, I had breakfast, I drove to work, I did my things, I met clients, I came home, I'm going to bed. And you feel like you just keep going to bed. Like everybody's, didn't I just go to bed? 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 I'm going to bed again. I'm eating breakfast again. It's like you're not enjoying the moment. And so eventually what happens is you burn out because you're going through a route. You're not getting a dichotomy of different experiences. Our life was meant to be lived, not meant to go through a robotic phase. And if you're doing that, you're literally just pushing things out to get things done like a machine. But you're not interacting. You're not enjoying life. So if you feel like the world is moving too fast, stop. And realize that you probably got too much on your plate. Now, most people don't want to hear that, but it is right. the truth. Well, you know, Marcus, we are at the top of our show again. And I just want to take this opportunity again to thank all the folks at TaskRabbit. We know there are lots of places they can advertise. And uh, we want to welcome here to the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show because we know lots of people on here that, you know, they have technology and they have things that they need to have done. Uh, and, um, you know, they've partnered with some major stores. So if you buy that furniture you need assembled or maybe you need that, um, I don't know, uh, sink fixed uh, or you need that desk or table assembled like I did, or maybe you need your bathroom cleaned. Um, there are so many different things you can do. And the thing that I really like the best is you schedule when it works for you. You can even schedule as early as today if there's someone available. You chat, pay, and tip all in one platform. So that means you don't have to worry about paying your guy cash or worrying about it. All their workers are guaranteed. If you ever have a problem, you go back to their platform. They stand behind them. They actually vet their workers. They really yeah. stand behind them. So I can't say enough. It's a platform that brings people together. If you're somebody that's looking to provide work, then you should sign up um, on there. I don't know if we have a separate link for that, but we will definitely try to get that to you if we don't have that in this show. Because I believe it's not just about using them for you, but maybe you're somebody out of work and you want to get work and you have trade skills. You should go on um, on um, on this site, TaskRabbit. And um, we'll probably have a special link to get you a special value. Um, I'm not sure yet, but I'm, I'm sure Marcus will, will pull some strings to get you. Because I think it's important that we get the people that have these great talents out there. Um, because that's what it's about. It's about helping everybody else. Well, it has been an amazing show, hasn't it, Marcus? Right. Yes, it's been a great show, John. Really appreciate you today. It's been Real awesome. Like it, good, it has good it has been great. Today. So again, special thanks to TaskRabbit. We hope to see you many more times. And um, we will be back next week. But before I go, I want to let you know one important thing because uh, you know, next week is the 19th, and next week I have a uh, something I want to share with you, and that is uh it's going to be uh the point that the 25th will be Thanksgiving. So because it's gonna be Thanksgiving. I want to share with you something really, really important for Thanksgiving. Um, and that is a Thanksgiving um, 
idea. So when you bring your family over for Thanksgiving, hopefully you're coming together this year, what I would encourage you to do when they come over and you have your drinks or your you know, appetizers and whatnot, you play a game of charades. Do something fun with your family in person and then go down and have your dinner. And after that, come back. Maybe after dinner, maybe get together and maybe make some cookies. But spend some quality time with your family. Even those people, uh, the gentlemen that don't want to do anything in the kitchen, just sit and watch TV, involve them in a game of charades. And, you know, when you kind of become center stage of the TV and you turn off the TV, they kind of have to play. So I would plan a game of charades. And what I would do is maybe come up with the ideas of things that maybe you want to talk about. And when those things come up, you can go up with the categories. Don't buy some out of the box thing. Make it yourself. Show your family you put time into this. Maybe involve some of your brothers and sisters and, and have them work together. Start to put the team together. Show your family early that you care and love them. And I can guarantee you that this is going to be a very special Thanksgiving. So from all of my family and from all of us here at Jaymore Tech Talk, we, of course, wish you a very happy, healthy, blessed, safe, and a wonderful Thanksgiving because we have so much to be grateful for. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, after you have that turkey, plan to go on the couch because you're going to be tired after the pumpkin pie. Have yourself a great one, everyone. Take care. Bye, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Jay Moore Weekly Technology Show, where we answer your questions about how technology is supposed to work and sometimes why you have challenges getting it to work that way. For more IT support and tips, just text IT support to 888 That's IT support to 888 and you'll get tips on technology. I'll see you next week right here on the Jay Moore Tech Talk Show. Remember, jmor.com. Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown.